It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Welcome to Club Dub. You are Locked On Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, Dolphins fans? Kyle Krabs, your host here on Locked On Dolphins. Victory Monday here on the show. Of course, we're running this immediately in the aftermath of the Miami Dolphins' 20-7 victory over the New England Patriots. Four consecutive wins against Bill Belichick. The Dolphins start the year 1-0. And uh, very excited to dig into the actual tape. Uh, but I sat my rear end up in uh, three thir- section 332, which is right on the end zone, looking right down, couple rows up. And I watched myself this football game from the stands and hooted and hollered and yelled my rear end off en route to a 20-7 victory. Club dub. The only reason I don't have a victory cigar is because I'm down here at an Airbnb in South Florida and I'm not home. So, you know, we might have victory Tuesday and do the victory cigar then. But in the meantime, if you're not watching the YouTube channel, uh, I am going to have the stunner shades on here. Uh, It's a little bright in club dub. You can hear the echo probably. Uh, It's pretty spacious in here. There's some other teams that are going to be joining the Dolphins in week one, uh, but the New England Patriots are going to be amongst them. I'm your host, Kyle Krabs, here on Black on Dolphins. Welcome to the first true Victory Monday show of the 2022 season, and we buy them here because the Miami Dolphins entering the Mike McDaniel era, they come out and they win this football game in smothering fashion and I think smothering is the best way to put it especially defensively for the Dolphins where New England they finished this football game with uh, 271 yards of offense they had nine possessions in this football game 271 yards Uh, the Dolphins getting after Mac Jones the Dolphins winning time of possession 32 and a half minutes Time of possession, they had more first down than the New England Patriots. They won the turnover battle 3-0. to nil. And, um, you know, th- th- there's a lot of positive to take away from this football game for the Miami Dolphins. And I think the first thing I'll start with is this. Uh, things can get a lot better. And that's one of the things that really stood out to me as this game kind of unfolded. Some minus plays in the run game that sets you off schedule to a tongue of Aloha himself. Uh, statistically speaking, he had a, a strong day, 23 of 33 for 270 yards, a touchdown, uh, finished with a passer rating of 104.4, was sacked three times. But like when I watch the game, I'm making these mental notes of pluses and minuses that are happening. And the minus plays in the run game where you have some early penetration, and then from a passing game perspective, yeah, Tua missed some throws. He missed some throws when he was off his spot. He's dealing with pressure, and he's not able to get downhill towards the line of scrimmage, and he can't get a lot of meat on the throws. Um, so there, there's some plays for Tua, 
where I want to see him just concede the play earlier, right? Don't wait until you're in the grass to try to throw the ball. But, you know, I'm not going to sit here and nitpick the Miami Dolphins in a 20-7 to victory over the New England Patriots, a game that, that was really, really impressive in a lot of ways. And I know I mentioned the defensive three turnovers. How about the opening possession for Miami where you know, they're, they're feeling it out and New England comes out and I, I think they, they spread the field a little bit more than maybe you were anticipating. Well, and then they, they kind of have you off balance. And then what do they do? They take a shot to Devontae Parker against Xavier Howard in the end zone. Yikes! Not a good idea uh, because Devontae Parker got exactly as many yards of separation against Xavier Howard as I would have on that play. And the ball's tipped up in the air, and Javon Holland makes this interception, and he runs it back out to the 28-yard line, and it puts Miami in position to get into their opening script. And um, that really encapsulated a lot. I thought Mac Jones had success throwing the ball against zone coverage as compared to man coverage, and that's to be expected. There's holes in zone coverage. If you have guys that sit down and make themselves available, or if you get to the top of your drop and you're kind of surveying and you know you, you have time in the pocket and you have a shallow crosser underneath, that was where they hit Devontae Parker on one play where he forced a, a tackle and got a little of the extra yards after the catch. A lot of quick rock and throw from Mac Jones to get the ball out of his hands quick. But even the touchdown drive that New England had, they needed a ticky-tack, and I mean ticky-tack, illegal contact call against Xavier Howard on that play when they tried to go up over the top to Devontae Parker again. And um, I thought that was a little bit of a gift, especially when the Dolphins later in the game had an out route thrown where – uh, there's a defender draped all over the Dolphins receiver in the slot running an out route, and they don't call anything on that. I don't know. So uh, I'm not – I'm the 271 yards, the seven points that the Patriots scored offensively, 41 of those yards came on one play in the final five minutes where they took a shot down the field. They hit a go ball down the, re- the left sideline, fit it between Needham and main coverage, and Holland playing middle of the field covered one, so they were in one man. And uh, so it's 13-point game at that point. You need two touchdowns. They're backed up. They start the possession on the five, and they get a pass to Johnny Smith and get a first down, and then they go up over the top, and they finally hit one. They took three or four shots down the field outside the numbers, and they only hooked up one of them. So low percentage throws, and at the late, late in the game like that, if you're going to take low percentage throws, that's what you want as a defense. And uh, I thought Miami, you know, that – between the touchdown, the yardage that they needed for the touchdown. I mean, you're talking 70 yards that they got on a contextual play late in the game that I don't really think moves the needle at all. And then what you had. So the question is, how much of this is Miami and how much of this is New England? Uh, And the goodness of Miami versus the questionable nature of the New England Patriots in 2020. And I think it's a fair question, and I think you'll probably need a few more weeks to contextualize that and get some level of confidence as far as where the truth falls on the spectrum of how much one way or the other. Uh, But the expectation coming into this football game was that it was going to be a little bit of a dogfight. And what was funny is I'm sitting there throughout the first half, (laughs) and I'm mentally preparing myself for what I'm going to talk to you guys about, whether it was club dub or not and um club dub and 
with probably the two-minute warning in the, the, the first half, I'm sitting here thinking, okay, we're going to have a conversation. I'm going to talk to the fans, and I'm going to say, hey, don't freak out about offensive production in this football game because there were not a lot of possessions. Uh, New England, I thought, early on in the game, did a nice job of possessing the football. The Dolphins had one possession in the first quarter. Um, and, you know, they, the first half had a pretty different feel. And thank goodness Brandon Jones comes screaming off the edge and has the strip sack of Mac Jones. And it puts the Dolphins in a position where the flow of the game really accelerated in their, in their favor beyond that point. Um, with the defensive touchdown, the scoop and score from Melvin Ingram, because of course the Dolphins' defense with turnovers and touchdowns—that's that's what they do. And it was really cool, first of all, to see in the midst of all the questions that exist of how well can the Dolphins' defense play Sands Brian Flores. Today's a great start. It is a great start because it's all the identity pieces that you had as a team. And I thought because of the way the game script went the Dolphins' defense was more conservative than you probably would have expected. No, they really didn't get into a lot of the zero stuff. They didn't. You know, there were a couple times where they had checks for it, and then New England has their check for it, and then Miami turns and counters, and they end up pushing and and rolling everybody out. It's a lot of pre-snap chess. And I'll be interested next week against the Baltimore Ravens, against a team that really struggled with the Dolphins' zero package. Are you going to put the checks in to get out of it if they make adjustments? Are you going to say, okay, like, we're going to put the gas pedal down. You're going to have to turn around and, and, and acknowledge that the, and you're going to have to beat it. And uh, I actually thought New England had more of the zero pressure looks and tried to pressure Miami more. And you know, Tua made some really nice plays. There were some really nice schemed design plays. Some guys made some plays with the ball in their hands. Uh, but again, there were also a couple of those plays where Two ends up, he, he's got to give ground or he doesn't climb the pocket or he kind of slides and then some defender detaches. He just throw it in the ground right away or take the sack. Well, the ball security dynamic for Tua is, is the one critique that I'll have coming out of this game offensively. But we have a lot to talk about offensively for the Miami Dolphins and what they look like. But before we do, I know a couple of you saw this viral video going around, some guy proposing on the dock. And uh, he's got a little little kid with him, and the ring pops out, and down it goes, and see you later. And, and you definitely don't want to be the next viral dynamic of that. So here's a lesson for them, and I, ho- I hope you had Brightco. Uh, you don't want to be that guy. You certainly don't want it splattered all over the internet. The folks at Brightco Jewelry Insurance will make sure you get a replacement for the full value of that ring, no matter if it's lost or stolen or if you can't figure out what happened to it. Go to bright.co forward slash locked on. It's the fastest and easiest and cheapest way to cover your butt with the best jewelry insurance in the biz. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. You know what I was really impressed with? The stones, the cojones that it takes with 24 seconds left in the first half 
fourth and eight. Fourth and eight on the 42-yard line. Not fourth and one, not fourth and three, not fourth and four. We're not getting up under center, hot, 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 trying to get the guy to jump off sides. Fourth and eight. You get the, two, the, the 24 seconds, and you come out, and you make a call that you're going to go for it. You're up 10 to nothing at that point. That takes some stones from a coaching staff. And, man, I love the confidence that that breathes into the unit. And, of course, I'm talking about the 42-yard touchdown catch for Jalen Waddle. Catch and run. Splits the defenders. Ball hits him in stride. They come out. They spread the field on fourth and eight. And, my goodness, what a difference. What a difference from the coaching staff that we've had here where it was, well, we're going to play close to the vest, close to the vest, close to the vest. We might punt in that situation and pin him and just be happy to be up two possessions going at halftime. Forget that. Forget that, Mike McDaniel said. I love that. I love that. And, of course, it cashed big. And if it doesn't, New England didn't have any timeouts, but you still run the risk of them at the, taking over at the 42-yard line. They need probably 20 yards. They might be able to get uh, a field goal and get on the board before the half. So the Dolphins, they come out, you know, and, and they really roll the dice there. And um, – I just couldn't – I'm getting here expecting some kind of false cadence and something to try and get them to jump off sides. And they never – I mean, they came right up and got had the look they won clearly and snapped the ball and threw it and, and scored. Just a brilliant play, a brilliant play, a brilliant call, a lot of guts to make that call in that moment as Mike McDaniel. And I think that's an omen of things to come. They're going to be aggressive. They're coming out in the fourth quarter, and they're up 13 points. And they're coming out on second and 10, throwing the ball. Now, there will be times where I, I think you'll probably have a little bit more teeth uh, in the run game. New England, say what you will about not having a lot of stars, but um, they did a pretty nice job defensively. Miami, it, later in the game, had a couple opportunities where I think they wear them down a little bit. You had some chunk gains. Raheem Moster, I believe it was was probably a shoelace away in the final possession for Miami from break, breaking the explosive run. And I was sitting there at the end of the first half, too, and I'm asking myself, okay, where are the explosives? Where are the explosives? Where's, where, where's the explosives? Well, you, you got one in the 42-yard touchdown, of course, and then you had a couple of really nice chunk games where you actually got the movement. New England's a gap control defense. Uh, I'm not going to sit here and panic about how many rushing yards did the team finish with 65 rushing yards on 23 attempts. Because, um, again, uh, the rushing production was better than that. But you had some negative plays. And you're also, again, really close. You had two runs in this game that I thought were really, really close to breaking and being explosive runs offensively. So um, I think offensively, you know, we, we had the tackles that got banged up. Teron Armstead at one point took a knee and came off the field, and Greg Little got a lot of run, and Austin Jackson got banged up. And you saw what the Dolphins' answer was. Robert Hunt ended up moving over to right tackle, and uh, Robert Jones came in and played right guard, and then Liam Eikenberg pushed out the left tackle intermittently. Now, it seems like those guys are fine. We'll find out. Um, if they're not fine, Miami's going to have to make a move at offensive tackle. It's um, no, re no rest for the weary. I know we talked about that on Friday with the, the State of the Union address, that 
there's attrition for all 32 teams. Just look at look at Baltimore. You know they they um, don't have J.K. Dobbins right now. They um, they didn't have Ronnie Stanley today against the Jets. Jawan James tore his Achilles, and um, you know that that's another team that's hurting. So I mean, just looking ahead to next week, nobody's going to care if you're injured or not because everybody's going to have them and they're going to toll. And Miami, you know, you didn't have Eric Rowe in this contest. Um, I thought Zach Sealer played a phenomenal game as we're, we're kind of shouting out some individuals. Uh, Tyreek Hill, of course, eight for 94, had the one-handed snatch away from uh, rookie Jack Jones on a play that was a miscommunication, really is what, what made that a, a contested catch situation. Tyreek looked like he pulled up and was going to stop and come back. And Tua, as he's, as he's throwing, Tua's releasing it as, as though he's going to continue down the field. So a brilliant adjustment there. Um, there's, there's a lot of good. There's also a lot of improvement to be had. I thought Miami, uh, again, schematically, uh, procedurally, they played clean. This was an observation I had for this football team in the preseason, and I thought they came out and did it again. They had four penalties for 20 yards. We already mentioned the ticky-tack nature of one of those plays. They had an offsetting penalty for roughing the passer on another fourth down situation uh, where the Dolphins did manage to take over on downs and get off the field. Um, not a lot of blatant mental errors. You know, they um, – they didn't come out and be lined up incorrectly, which is something we saw how often last year where guys are like, am I on this side or this side? Am I on the ball, off the ball? None of that kind of stuff. Uh, so I, I think there's, again, there, there's a lot of good and consistent good. And then you just think about, okay, like let's look at some of these plays that we didn't make and why not? And how easily correctable are they? And they're correctable. They're fairly easily correctable. Uh, eliminating some some explosive plays where you've got early penetration. So uh, the offensive creativity thing was another thing that popped to me as well. The shift and then the pre-snap motion. And then you also have the orbit motion and, and these guys in your manufacturing catch and shoot and getting guys in space and setting up athletes in space and Every single one of the Dolphins wide receivers that, that you would expect based on where their investment's in and Jalen Waddell and Tyreek Hill and Cedric Wilson, they made a couple really nice plays. If I'm going to sit here and nitpick, hey, Cedric Wilson, when you're catching that ball going up the right sideline, stay in bounds and get up, cut, cut back up inside and make sure you get the first down. How about Alec Ingold in this football game too? Played a lot of football. So did Hunter Long. And they, they seemed as though they – had their moments of really creating some, some security in the run game. I think what's interesting is obviously that all the questions that exist with Mike is second, how we're going to use Mike and what's his role going to be. Well, I, I think at, at certain times in this contest, he was a tendency breaker where you see him on the field and you're expecting one thing and they find ways to minimize his impact in the push in the run game, but, but still be able to run the ball when he's out there. Um, there, you know, I, I'm so excited, and I hope you guys are too. Never mind the, the dynamics that exist with a, a, a division rival in the New England Patriots and the difficulty of the first th four weeks of the schedule. Never mind the fact that, that Joe Burrow had, what, five turnovers against the Steelers, and you think about if that's going to sustain itself, you can have opportunities to win that football game and the challenges that exist without 
uh, Byron Jones there and the Bills game and all that kind of one week at a time. I apologize. I'm getting ahead of myself. But again, I'm excited, right? And we talked about on Friday, we're going to break the season into quarters. I want three wins through the first five games. You got one. Now you got four more chances to get two. Taking care of business one week at a time. And uh, th this was a comfortable win for the Dolphins that should have been a more comfortable win, if we're being completely honest, for the Miami Dolphins. And, and that's always a good place to find yourself. Also a good place to find yourself is prize picks for some of their player parlays. Uh, the new way to do daily fantasy, it's fun. Say, say you want to say, oh, I'm going to take Tua over 240 passing yards. I'm going to take Tyreek over 80 receiving yards. I'm going to take Jalen Waddle over uh, a half a touchdown, and I'm going to take Javon Holland over half an interception. Guess what? Your prize picks parlay would have won you, and you would have won 10x your money on that entry as well. There's no competing against other people. It's you versus the projections available. They have projections for NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, PGA, college football, men's college basketball, women's college basketball, soccer, WMA, esports, NASCAR, tennis, MMA, boxing, disc golf, Euro basketball, cricket, and more. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy, safe with fast withdrawals currently operational in over 30 states and Canada. Download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First time users receiving 100% instant deposit match up to $100 using promo code LOCKDOWN. So if you put $100 in, they will match it another $100 up to $100. Uh, don't forget to use the promo code LOCKDOWN to sign up for an instant deposit match of up to $100. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Uh, it was hot out today. I don't know if you guys saw that. Uh, so congrats, Bill. I hope you're... Uh, climate strategy paid dividends for you and you felt your team had the legs they needed in the fourth round, but they didn't have the legs they needed in the first. So um, let me see. I, I, I want to make sure we appreciate this moment for what it is for the Miami Dolphins to be the first team in NFL history to defeat Bill Belichick four consecutive times. That's never happened. The Dolphins are, are it. Um, the New England Patriots uh, were a team that I had a lot of questions for coming into this offseason or coming into this season based on the way that their offseason went. And I wouldn't have a lot of enthusiasm if I was a Patriots fan. And I can tell you the Patriots fans that were in attendance uh, didn't have a lot of enthusiasm either because they bounced with about five minutes left. Yikes. Uh, super proud of everybody at Hard Rock Stadium. Super proud of everybody at Hard Rock Stadium. Because when I was here in January for week 18 against the Patriots, it was probably 55-45 split. Dolphins fans, Patriots fans. I don't know I made that observation on the show that night. Today, it was probably 
A lot of Dolphins fans in attendance. A lot of enthusiasm. So now, and then, like, it's up to you guys. Like, uh, you know the team that you play next at home, the Bills, their fans travel, right? So you got to show up yourself. You got to have some excitement. And hopefully Miami does what they need to do next week in Baltimore, and I will be at that contest as well, uh, to start the year 2-0. and And what's that like? Couldn't be, couldn't be the Dolphins under Brian Flores, right? Like, 2-0, and what? Um, but, but very, very proud of the fan turnout and engagement from my seats observing the stadium and being in there myself. Obviously, you can hear I'm, I'm a little horse. Um, not a pony, but a little horse. I got to get back into my dad joke vibes. I haven't been home since Thursday and I'm going to get ready to go to the airport right now and, uh, go see my baby girl and my wife. And I'm very excited to, to go back home and do it all again next week against the Baltimore Ravens. I hope you guys enjoyed this, uh, stop into club dub. You're on Locked on Dolphins, your team every day. Your Miami Dolphins want to know. Let that sink in for a minute. Want to know? Club dub it is for the week. We're going to enjoy our stay. I know I will. So bars on the right. Help yourselves. Get cozy. And let's get used to it. Miami Dolphins, club dub, 20-7 to over the New England Patriots. Starting the year 1-0. Fourth consecutive win over the New England Patriots. Things you love to see. I'm Kyle Krabs. Thanks for checking out Locked on Dolphins. Make it a great one. Talk to you tomorrow. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked on NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL Draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.